I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I can feel it too, mate. You can feel it? Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, me too. I feel like this is a big moment mm. for you and I. Mm. Building up to this for a long time. Five years building. Five years. Five years building up to this moment. A lot of sexual tension <laughs> in the room. A lot of, a lot of times we spent together. But this is the moment where um, you're going to come co-host the podcast. Yeah, today. I've uh, had multiple wanks thinking about this day. <laughs> and it's finally here. I think, I think about you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, yes, we've got the podcast today. Very exciting news because uh, my buddy, my homie, uh, big uh, family friend of the podcast, Tom Lucy, is co-hosting with me. What's up? Yeah, we, we, we're excited for this one. Yeah, this is big. Also, do you know what I love the fact is because, you know, we get a lot of comedians on the podcast and, uh, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not a comedian yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> not yet, thankfully. <laughs> no, I'm not a comedian, uh, but you are. So you understand the circuit. You understand the kind of troubles. You've, you're obviously friends with loads of different comedians. So it's kind of great to have you on co-host with me because it, we have, it's, like a, it's like a double threat we have going on. Yeah, big time. You, you know what I mean? And we're uh, chatting to a great comedian today. Well, why don't you intro him? He's called Adam Rowe. He's fucking great. You, well, he's in the room now. You said he, was a, you said he didn't like him before. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's here. I'm a big fan. 
<laughs> we got Adam Rowe on the podcast. We're very excited. Uh, very funny comedian. He won Best Joke at the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, we talk about that in the podcast. Uh, he uh, is going on tour at the end of the year. And Tom and I just sit here and chat about life, love, and loads of different things. You're going to enjoy it. Hey, listen, also, please subscribe, review, do all these kind of things you love. Uh, follow Tom Lucy on Instagram and go and check out his tour. Can we still get tickets to your tour? Yeah, you can. There's still more dates. Uh, he's adding more to his list. If you're in Southport, <laughs> you can go and get... Southport? <laughs> yeah. He's touring in uh, Newbury. You're just making these up <laughs> no, now. No, no. Go Tunbridge Wells if you want. I'll be in Tunbridge Wells on the 3rd of June. Uh, Leamington Spa. That's not booked yet, but I will be trying to book that. <laughs> Leamington Spa in November if you want to. You hey, get... listen, if you're listening in Barton upon Humber, um, check me out on the 23rd of November. <laughs> also, Tom's very excited. He's booked out. Hey, listen, Carlisle. Um, I'm going to be there on the 14th of December. <laughs> Don's very excited. Also, if you if you like Tom, uh, he's uh, performing at the O2 uh, Christmas Eve. If you want to this go this <laughs> year, Christmas Eve, two p.m. <laughs> yeah, two p.m. Matinee, yeah. Christmas Eve, straight before Take That, which is quite. So they've got the Jingle Bell Ball. <laughs> they'll clear that up, and then I go on about two. <laughs> <laughs> hey listen uh, we've got very funny Adam Rowe on the podcast we're excited about it please subscribe if you do those kind of things uh, also please send us a mail we've only received one letter 7981 Borough Road SE1 1DN you've heard it here do it follow us love us hero us get it on treasure us treasure us like I treasure you Tom Lucy me too hey uh, listen Adam Rowe enjoy it's gonna be a good one uh, you're, you're an Everton fan no you're you're not an Everton fan. I'm not an Everton fan. Yeah. No, I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What's, the, what's the difference between an Everton well, they're fan? They're different places. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, yeah. Tom, Tom is an Arsenal fan. Mm. Are you really? I didn't mm. know that. Mm. Well, he claims it. It's funny. We, oh. we, we, we did this podcast the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think of the worst two people possible to host a football podcast. <laughs> Me and him hosted a football podcast. Where we had like proper football fans call in <laughs> and give actual football sort of uh, criticism, and we just went, there's "Yeah." A, there's a comedian from Liverpool called Adam Staunton. He's dev. Have you gigged with Adam? Yeah, 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 yeah. What he does is he he's not interested in football at all. But after every big game, he goes on Twitter, finds out what most people are saying, yeah, and then puts a big long Facebook status <laughs> analysing the game just from information he's got <laughs> from other people. <laughs> There's people like actually replying, like, yeah, really good point there. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. We, we did this we did this podcast the other day and um I asked Tom because they were like, Oh, who 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 would you like to like hang out with in like talk? I was like, Oh Tom Lucy, I just love hanging out with Tom Lucy and he knows loads about football. Mm. So anyway he came, he came on we were talking about football. All of that's true. And every single time we'd go down asking questions, so I'd ask a question to this one person <laughs> and then uh, I would speak to him and then it was and Tom realised it was coming to him and all he could think in his head was, Oh fuck. Well it's, it's because the other me. guy on the podcast was the head of ESPN. <laughs> so but it was Jamie, you two and the head, and of, the ESPN. head of ESPN. Yeah, but they're clueless with football as well. well like ESPN. He wasn't. He knew everything about he football. Knew, he was he American? Like, no, no. no. Oh, he was okay. a bit of a geezer, wasn't he? He was a bit yeah. of a geezer. All right, yeah. But he knew like fixture results from like eight years ago in little tiny games. and <laughs> So he, Jamie would ask him a question. He'd give the most incredible answer and then he'd go, and Tom? Yeah. And I'd just be sat there like... Um, <laughs> But then I'd also say to I'd say to him, I'd say things like, um, 
what is uh, what is your most surprising thing of the season? And he would go, the fact they stopped selling Guinness. <laughs> well, the guy, what was the guy's name? Alex. Yeah, Alex. He gave like this incredible like long answer about the treatment of Manchester United's coaching staff or something. And then it came to me and I couldn't think of anything to say. So I just said that this, which is... I'm suspicious of this Alex guy, you know. I I don't think he knows much about football. I think he's learned a lot about football. No, he knew a lot. He knew a lot. Throwing beef at you're not going to get invited on the ESPN football podcast. (laughs) Maybe I will. Maybe I'm just trying to bait myself onto being (laughs) the controversial figure. It goes against the grain of the establishment at ESPN. What's wrong with ESPN? I, I don't know. It's just, no, they're American sports, aren't they? So they yeah, try, they uh, try but to they drift into the UK market. Yeah, well, they did for right. a bit. We were hosting it. They tried, they tried to rival Sky Sports and then Satanta did it because they couldn't manage it and then they failed as well. And then Satanda or Satanda? Satanda. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you say it? Satanta? I'm not Sat- talking about the bank. Oh, right. Satanta. <laughs> talking about the Irish sports <laughs> giant. Why are you talking about a bank? Santander. Yeah, Santander and Halifax trying to start their own I thought, sports are we just gonna, broadcasting company. We're just going to leave that. that he company. It's Santander. Santander. Glad you can get some money. Bank of Santander. Hello everyone, welcome uh, to Private Parts, this is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. Hey, in the studio, Adam Rowe, what's up buddy? What's happening? Thanks what's for happening? having me. Hey, also big surprise, well not a surprise, he's a big friend of the podcast and he's co-hosting with me, Tom Lucy. Hey guys, how's it going? We've already had this conversation though before I actually said that, so we're yeah. going well, we, we we to we, 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 <laughs> well, we we record just... something before this podcast, we haven't actually recorded, but we're going to talk about uh, the fact okay. that we're hosting on it already oh, okay. today. Right, 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 we were just saying how... Jamie's told me absolutely nothing of the things I've got to prepare for the show. <laughs> There's three or four things I needed to prepare that I found out 30 seconds ago. He didn't know so you were coming. Strap in for a big one. I arrived and he was like, just me and you today, mate. Francis is away. And I was like, I can't I was, believe it. I was it. told Tom Lucy was guesting me. He was like, no. Nope. Yeah, who the fuck is that? I, I don't like that guy. The most disorganized person in the world. I know. I know. Hey, Adam's only here because he found out I was there. You wouldn't yeah. have done it otherwise, would you? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. No, Adam's only here because you're you're gigging in you're gigging tonight, and so then you're mixing in with doing a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. But don't ruin the glamour. <laughs> he's here. He's travelled down just for this, haven't you? Well, I have travelled down early for this. I had yeah. to get up at seven a.m. for this, which for a comedian is early. like getting up at two a.m. for a normal person, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like comedian. I feel like Tom. You don't get up at two. Two. I mean, two. Two a.m. You don't get up at two a.m. <laughs> you get up at like seven eight a.m. I reckon. Uh, I'm quite an early riser. Yeah, I like to get out. You know, do some squats. Oh fuck off! Write some jokes. <laughs> what is your? What is your? What is your? What is your morning routine? What do you do in the morning? Po- I've got into porridge recently. Are you into porridge? The program or the program? The yeah. So I watch six hours of porridge. <laughs> Gets up, watches porridge from start to finish. Puts me in a really good mindset for the day. Um, <laughs> Any sort of prison comedies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you get up in the morning, you you eat porridge. I know. I've just recently got into porridge. But in the why? Because why? Do you get well, because I was dicking around with a load of breakfast cereals and why? Because I I couldn't really. Set, I never had like a set breakfast meal. I would go I would just sort of. Sometimes I'd have what toast or cereal, and I thought this is. I need like some. A, like I need a, some like routine. <laughs> yeah, but I need a bit of routine. I want to feel. If I was you in prison, feel like a seven-year-old I'd again, you get, get up and he's like Rice Krispies now. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky charms, I want them! <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought, I'll just get into porridge. So I'm into porridge now. Okay. What do you have for breakfast? 
Um, I very rarely have breakfast to be honest with you because I don't wake up early enough to justify still having breakfast. Do you leave that? Do you lead that like sort of a glorified comedian life of getting up at three pm? And no, I'm I'm sort of like it's normally between like half ten and half twelve that I get up. Depending. That's late. You get up at half twelve what? sometimes every day. Yeah. Not every day. Sometimes it's half ten. You're not listening, Tom. I'm right here. You just say, are you depressed? Is well, that that's what just... depressed people do, isn't it? It's also that what people do when they're on nights. <laughs> yeah, but we're not really on night. We finish at like 10 p.m. Yeah, that's when... Yeah, you Because you live and gig in London a lot, so you can just get the tube home. If I've got to drive home from fucking... Yeah. Battersea oh, or... That, that's the lonely thing, you know... So, and you're not on tour at the moment, are you? Um, I will be at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my research knew that. But Tom's you're on, really prepped for this. Yeah, really prepped. For this. <laughs> Tom, you're on tour at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens with those lonely nights? And I don't want to ask you. What happens in those lonely nights when you go to a gig and you finish the gig? Do you drive home by yourself or do you drive back with somebody? How does it work? You think we? Like if there's a support act, you will drive back with them. But you can't just be asking people to come home with you from the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't. Just lonely yeah, fella you... on the front row. Yeah, you're coming with me, mate. Back to Liverpool. <laughs> you're mine now. <laughs> Should have read the terms and conditions when you booked your ticket, lad. Get in the fucking car. VIP tickets. <laughs> Meet and greet. But surely you see, that must be like the lonely part of being a comedian, the fact that you have to like then travel back by yourself. Like if you're all the way up in like Wolverhampton and then you have to travel back. Yeah, or... but I wouldn't do that. I the go, the loneliest part <laughs> of being a comedian is asking a service station attendant to put a pasty in the microwave <laughs> for you. That's the way. That's when it hits you. Oh, this yeah. isn't as glamorous. I as don't really. You know, when, after was... a certain hour, they don't even let you in the service. Yeah, that's it. That's when you're the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is assume, that? They assume that you're anyone out that late is a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, why do they do that? So you have to go. That just that you're through like some sheet metal going. You say the one like through orange Lucas Aid. He's holding up a Rustlers bag. Like it's fun. No, no. Orange Lucas. Then he comes all the way back with nothing. You tell him again. And you have to go, no, that, the, the other one there, that one, the, the bigger one. Yes, down, the bigger one. Down. And it doesn't help that you know for a fact that it's not the A-team working at two in the morning. You know, oh, that's no, not the best petrol service. The graveyard shit. Attendant yeah. they've got, is it? They're not like prime they're, time, are they? <laughs> <laughs> they're not on the breakfast show. That, that, that's the guy who has not completed his training yet. That, that's the, the hard yard. It doesn't even work there. So, so that's your that's your little thing. So you, you get up at twelve thirty. You don't really have breakfast, but then when you do a gig on the way back, you get one of those little glinsters, gilsters. I, I try and avoid them. Like I I don't eat well after gigs. To be honest with you, I'll go to like McDonald's or something. I, I'll I'll do that above getting like a pasty from a service station. But I don't always get up that late. It's normally look at his back. I kind of don't get up that late normally. Just occasionally, not, I'd say normally I'm up by eleven and I'm doing stuff, but. That seems very late to me. But, but like, I'll get it. Even if I get in from a gig at like twelve, I'll sit up playing the PlayStation or watching telly till like three in the morning. It's not like I'm going to bed at ten p.m. and having thirteen hours. As soon as I finish the gig, I'm asleep five minutes later. <laughs> so your audience. Those two hours. But that's that is like so people think, and also I think this is the most amazing thing about comedians is that people think that it's kind of like a swishy swashy job, and the fact that you you're performing. Swishy swashy. You're gonna have to translate that for me, you know. <laughs> Fucking Jack Sparrow's in the room. Yeah. yeah. Swishy swashy. I told you we we're gonna have trouble with Adam. He said, he said downstairs. Tom said you're not gonna understand him. <laughs> 
I just love the fact that you do a polar opposite in terms of your accents. Yeah. And you're like in the middle. And I'm in the middle, which is perfect. <laughs> it's like the evolution of man, this. <laughs> yeah. But wait, Ali, so you... Um, don't I, want to offend the, some scousers with that comment. I apologise. <laughs> no, we got a scouser on. So you don't fine. want you don't want to offend scousers online as well. Like it's it's a it's yeah. They go crazy. Yeah. Have you heard of the the um the Anfield Rap podcast? Have yes. You? Yeah. yeah. We had the guy on the show. We didn't had we? the guy on the show. We had him on again the other time, and he get and he gets angry. I think scousers get angry quite easily. Is that right? No. It's what what will happen is like if you it's such a parochial city, so it's sort of. It's that mob mentality. If you if you have a go at one of us, you're having a go at everyone. Mm-hmm. And for example, like uh, a few years ago, there was a fella who was photographed wearing a t-shirt. And it was a very offensive t-shirt. It said Hillsborough was God's own form of rent to kill, and he had that shirt on in a pub in like Gloucester, and someone right. took a photo of it. And scousers on Twitter found where he lived, where he worked, oh who his wife was. Um, by the end of the day, he'd been fired from his work. Um, his wife uh, was thinking about leaving him. They sent, <clears throat> they sent like £300 worth of lilt to his house that he had to pay for. They sent him like <laughs> seven skips. They sent an exorcist round to perform oh an exorcism. God. Yeah, like, wow. God, they really go into it because they're yeah, passionate, yeah, yeah. right? They're passionate. It's like Guildford. It, that's become yeah, like the a... same, same in Guildford. <laughs> If you piss off someone from Guildford, you piss off everyone. Yeah, Guildford, yeah, then Guildford, right, that's one of us, we're going yeah, yeah. for them. Oi! <laughs> I can spot a scouser in a crowd, Jack, and you can do that with someone from Guildford. You know, if like I'm walking around London, mm. I can go... I can it. spot a scouser as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one nicking Those the aren't your trainers. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, hot. No, no, so no, 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 no. Please now, now cut I'm, that bit out and put it online. Now I'm going to get... I'm going to photograph you signing for three grand's worth of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> now they're going to do it to me. But the thing is, so, but this is the thing about comedians, right? Is that you think it's a bit of like, you don't think it's swishy-swashy, whatever that means. You just think it's more like, I know, you, you perform for an hour, an hour and a half, right? In the evening, you drive to a place and drive it. But actually, it's a freaking lonely, hard, terrifying job that you have to constantly do day in, day out. And you're working for yourself. So if you're having like a bad time or a bad week or whatever, you still have to go out there and perform to your best ability, don't you? Yeah, but you don't. Like, if you're, if you're in a mood... Like, you don't perform well. You, you're not on top form. It does, it does vary, and you can have, like, sort of less good gigs. Like, this weekend, I've been gigging in Liverpool and uh, a hot water. Do you do hot water? I don't, know. No, I, I did it a long do. time ago, but... Yeah, you should do. Is hot water a, a, a gig place? It's a comedy club. Yeah, there yes. you go. Gig place. Um, gig place. That's, what, that's the saying, isn't it? A gig, gig place. A gig place. <laughs> <laughs> you research the lingo. It's a gig place. <laughs> um... And this weekend, for some reason, like normally I, I don't mind a heckle. I hate people talking amongst themselves, but if I get a heckle, I'm like, I can deal with this. This will yeah, make yeah. tonight different to last night. Let's have some fun. And this weekend, I was just in such a bad mood and I got heckled a few times because Liverpool can be quite a heckly city. Mate, oh, when I was like, I got heckled all the time. It was a Monday night in Liverpool and we... <laughs> was in the street. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the street and they were just heckling me. Fuck off. <laughs> but I, we, did, we did a gig for private parts. We took a show up there and in Liverpool, we were heckled so badly to the point where like negative heckles they then came on stage and then we did like a meet and greet at the end and you could pay yeah. extra to do a meet and greet and they came on stage 
And they said, uh, the people who were hacking went, oh, sorry, it's just you're in Liverpool, uh, and I hope we didn't ruin your evening. I said, you didn't ruin mine, but you ruined everyone else's in this room. Oh, Christ. <laughs> you're like a teacher <laughs> talking. <laughs> and then it's they your complained. own time you're wasting. <laughs> yeah. And then they complained, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, but heckling is, how do you deal with the heckles when that happens? Do you shout at them, or what do you do? Um, I will often keep putting them down until the audience slightly turn on me. I just slightly turn on you. Yeah, well, no, just take, give me an example. I'll take it too far. Like so, <laughs> the, the other night, and I don't mind. And I'll take it too far. I want the audience to turn on me. I, I want, I want, I want to piss the guy off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want him to be upset. There's kind of like an unwritten rule in comedy that you you go back to a heckler with the same level of aggression they came to you with. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I absolutely sad. do not do that. So if he says like, "I don't like your shirt," you don't say, "Get cancer." <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, I, I build to that, you see. <laughs> I, build, I go, well, I don't like your shirt either. Your shoes are a bit shit. Look at your face, get cancer. You can't just go straight there. You have to build up to it. You have to build to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I, what's quite fun, I don't know if you ever do this, but if you just like sincerely ask them what they mean, so if they, they shout some that, and you just go, what, what do you mean? And then you stop the whole show and go, I don't understand what, what do you mean? Yeah, you do. Have you done that before? Yeah, because then they, they sort of like, they go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt or... If you because well, they're expecting you to just like come straight back. Yeah, but, but if I, you sincerely go, sorry. I what? my fear my fear with that is that the audience. If I if I feel like if I did that, the audience would be like, "Oh, we just- there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Doesn't know what he's doing here. He doesn't know what he's even said. This can't handle Isn't it like on. ultimate confidence to stop your act and go, sorry? Sorry, you got something to say? Yeah, that is ultimate. Isn't that the ultimate confidence? I, I don't, maybe that works in <laughs> Guildford, mate, but in Liverpool, I can imagine 200 scouts going, he's not even fucking able to deal with a heckler. <laughs> yeah. um, there are some that you went to say, he's not even fucking Extra scouts on top of my already scouts accents. There are, some, uh, there are some cities, that, like Liverpool, where I feel like they, you, you, they, the audience is wanting to prove that you're funny outside of your material. So like Liverpool, Glasgow, Manchester, Newcastle, they do they 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 sort of they they'll like you even more if you can prove that you're funny 
around sort of Liverpool had a, a, a reputation for a long time as a difficult city to gig in and the reason for that in comedians heads was that everyone in Liverpool thinks they're funny because you sort of brought up to be funny and take the piss and stuff yeah. so like comedians thought well I go on stage they're going to heckle me because they think they're funny and they're not getting yeah. th- they're not uh, getting yeah, to show I... that right now I'm getting to show it and I think there is still an element of that like the other night the, I I I told a fairly offensive joke and a woman like laughed laughed with her hand over her mouth and I was like, what are you doing? You're useless. To, you fa- you're enjoying that joke more than anyone in the room and you're giving me no sound, which is just fucking pointless, isn't what, it? What was the offensive joke? I can't put it on the internet. <laughs> Not even on this show. Yeah, it must be bad. Um, it was a. It sounds like you bring a lot of anger to the stage. <laughs> well, I, what, this Probably weekend I was in a bad so fucking mood, <laughs> and I was like, "What? The, what why Absolutely. are you laughing like that? <laughs> Who are you helping with that laugh?" Look, Adam, you're waking up at twelve thirty. You're yeah. being angry on stage. Absolutely. Do you know how much angry I would be if I got up at night? <laughs> 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 this is this is me with enough sleep. I'm not taking any away. Uh, wait, hang. So, so you this lady wasn't laughing. And no, she was. But she was silently covered, like, you know when, like, you're sort of embarrassed that you find something funny, so you're like, oh my yeah, God, yeah. I shouldn't be laughing at that. Yeah. That type of laughter, and That's I was like, worst, oh, what are you it? doing? And I was like... Do you know what really pisses me off is people who laugh but make no noise when they come out of their mouth? You know, what? Who does just, that? You know some people just laugh and they don't make any noise? And they, like, bang tables <laughs> and, and stuff. And it's actually re-enact- do your reenaction. <laughs> yeah, that. that? So, so you, when you're on stage, you can see people laughing, but no one, you can't hear anything. It's the most annoying thing. Do you know what was the cutest thing I've ever seen from an audience member at, at the weekend? At the same show, actually, there was an old man on the front row. Just waving his coffee. And literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally, every time he found something funny, he'd do this, he'd go... <laughs> Tap over his legs with his hands, this little like fifty-year-old man, little dicky bow on, and everything. He looked like a cartoon, just enjoying so himself. Thrilled to be out the house. Yeah, but is it? But also, what I found out is that sometimes when you have an audience, right? See, Jay, you know that Jamie did a gig. Mm. Yeah, he did, he did it at my charity show. Yeah, I did it. So now Jamie talks like he's one of the boys. One of the boys. Of he's it, like, yeah. you know what it's like when you. Yeah, you know what it's like when yeah. you don't have an audience. Yeah. <laughs> and I did this gig at the comedy store. Actually. Yeah, I called yeah. it this Comedy Central store. As yeah, well, he, before, he right? said that. The comedy said Central that on stage. store. <laughs> no, I said on stage. That. Really happy to be at the Comedy Central store. <laughs> They were Sounds like they sell Comedy Central t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were already seething at the fact that I was on stage, and then I went yeah. uh, Comedy Central. It's just store. like we got a Comedy Central cap on, <laughs> key rings. What were the audience pissed off that you were on? No, no, they were, but I think no, it know, was great. It was really I, good. I think with the Comedy Store, right? Because it's such a you know such a renowned place to go and do comedy, and it's so prestigious that you know they. You, you want you know some comedians haven't even performed there, right? They haven't been given the chance to perform. It's pretty hard, even as a comic, to get on there. Let alone yeah. it's my first ever time as a reality star going yeah. and standing on stage. They were like, what the hell is going on here? But Tom very kindly invited me to go and do it. And holy shit, it's the coolest thing yeah, you I've ever got done. The buzz, do you want to do it again? I'm doing it again. So not, I'm thinking not next week, the week after I'm, I'm doing one. But I'm not meant to announce it. I'm Have you t- asked the comedy store yet? Or are you just going to turn up? <laughs> turn turn up, up on a Saturday. <laughs> right, boys? Here right, I guys. am. Ready what to time do, do this. Time Remember me. Yeah. <laughs> But it's an amazing buzz, but and it's good. But when you even we had this on our show, the audience is so key, as you both know. Like when you you realise that you can lose the audience like that, and when you lose them, how the hell do you get it back? You just have to. You have to be funnier than you've been at any point. If you actually do lose them, it takes a haymaker of a punchline to get them back on board. 
you have to really surprise them because often if you do lose them by a bit of crowd work that goes wrong or a joke that you misjudge or like especially if you're doing sort of jokes that are on the line of being offensive or trying to sort of be a bit wind up a few people in the crowd if you don't give it the right context if you miss two words out the audience yeah. and go hang on what what are you saying? That's hate speech. Yeah. Um, or some people you see it a lot with like slightly newer acts where they have jokes that are great, but they're too they put them like too near the beginning of this. They they have to trust you a bit more before they can let you talk about that. Yeah. Wait, well, what, what do you mean they put it too much? So they, they so they, they'll have like a slightly controversial like your thing. No, I've I've tried twice now to open with it. But I feel done with your with your comedy. You 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 don't like offending people really. Yours is, <laughs> or do you offend people? I don't think you do. Not, really. not. Uh, I don't think you. Re- I don't think you really choose the sort of comedy that you do. You I feel I mean? like you, you just do. do. What, you just do what fu- you find funny. So Adam does what he finds funny, yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. do. I just say what I find. I don't think you choose. Oh, I'm going to be a controversial comedian. I think some people do. I, I don't necessarily. They're not think, the best comics, though. I don't the think the best do comics do. I no. think the best comics, for for a few years, when you're first getting on stage and doing gig after gig after gig. You're literally just saying anything but that that's they respond what, to. That's what I mean. You, when you first start doing it, right, guys, yeah. is that you, you're thinking in your head, God, I've got to be really funny. So what can I do that's really funny? It takes quite a lot of confidence to, I suppose, write about what you find funny as an individual because... Well, now, most comics, in my experience, when they're new, almost all of them are almost one-liners. Like, everyone's just doing jokes. To, to a certain extent. Well, certainly when I started, there's a bit more... I think a lot of people at the minute at New Act Nights, and I host quite a lot of New Act Nights in Liverpool at Hot Water because I have like three throughout the week and it's quite easy money for me for the local club. So I see a lot of New Acts now and so many of them are trying their absolute best to be James Acaster. Just yeah, being yeah. very when you quirky. Get, it happens a lot where you get like... A, a so one playing a role where they think, oh God, they're going to quite like me as this sort but of But you character. get like a, a comedian that blows up and then people for like three it. years. Frankie Boyle and Jimmy Carr, it. 10 years ago, everyone was doing yeah, offensive Stuart online. Lee, like when I started yeah. doing comedy, everyone was a Stuart Lee tribute act. Like the whole open mic circuit, everyone was just doing like bad Stuart Lee impressions. But people who aren't in, in, imitating a comedian that they like, often a, like one-liners at first. They're just doing anything to get a laugh quickly. And it takes you a couple of years to get to the point if you become a good comic. And some comics stay as one-liners and perfect it and unbelievably good writers of jokes. But eventually, some comics, certainly, I, I feel like I'm on my way to doing that, and I know you are as well. You find your voice, and that's sort of a cliched industry term. You find what you find funny and what you want to say on stage. And then... That just becomes who you are as a comic. You don't you don't consciously go, oh, I'm going to write this way. Yeah, you just yeah, go, yeah. Oh, that's the type of humour I have. Why, why aren't I just doing that on stage? You try. I think eventually you the become, goal you become closer to what you are off stage. Yeah, you want to be the guy you are in the pub with your mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Because I, I su- for one, I think with most like comedians, maybe I'm totally wrong. It's a. It, it, Aren't there comedians out there who go, I'm not funny, but I can write funny stuff, so I'm going to be a comedian? Does that really happen? Because normally you're, you're kind of the joker, really, and then you kind of start... Well, there are some comics who are, like, great writers and not great performers, maybe. Yeah. And, they sort of and become, there's some great performers writers. who aren't great writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I would think that, like, you, you, want, yeah, you want to be more close to you, so you want to be that person down the pub where you're with your mates, where you're making them all just laugh with your stories, and you want to reflect that on stage. That's what we're trying to do. That's yeah. what all comics are trying to do, but that's what we're... Like, James Acaster is not 
like if you watch those four Netflix specials, he's not like that in real life because he's more of a character. It's almost, yeah, it's almost yeah. the character. And yeah. if you watch someone like Gary Delaney, he's not like that off stage because he's just doing one line of but jokes. But psychologically, that would be a complete head fuck for you. But it, what the weirdest thing is like when you the the weirdest thing uh, you probably would have found exactly the same thing is like when like you say when you're starting out and you're doing all those gigs and you're trying to work out who your voice is, you you actually realise that I don't actually need to try and do anything. You just need to like be who you are. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like you're trying too much. Yeah. To yeah, be, yeah. So it actually, what you need to do is not really try what I, at all. Just, just, be, try. Just, just be who you hey, are. Adam, yeah. Just be you, buddy. <laughs> I know that sounds yourself. like just a be, wanky American. No, but it's so true. That's exactly it, 100%. If people can't handle you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your best. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you should be yourself. You should be someone else. I should but try and calm should, down yeah, a bit. You yeah, should yeah, calm yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird one because, yeah, it's so. Because I would think that. I would find it tricky that if my life was spent acting a different character, I suppose I've done, done TV and stuff where you, you heighten yourself, but being a completely, playing a role yeah. would, God, it would be exhausting almost. But it's funny, the, the comedians who are on stage, like very uh, enthusiastic and happy all the time, their lives must be a kind of a nightmare because everywhere they go, people expect that person. That's what I mean. And then they don't receive that person. And then they go, oh, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? He's not like that happy all the yeah. time. Yeah. And also, like, if what, what I've noticed is if you've got a flaw, like a physical flaw as a comic that you talk about on stage as a joke, people then just think it's yeah, sound yeah. to heckle you with that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I do, I do material about my eye because I've got like a... a Glass eye. <laughs> it's not quite a glass one, mate. Um, I've got, I was born with a muscle weakness there, so they put a muscle out of my leg in my eyelid to help it hold it up. From so your I, leg? From <laughs> my leg. Really? I love that. From me fucking Liverpool, they go, get it from his leg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's basically my joke is an NHS surgeon needed a muscle to hold up a wafer-thin piece of skin and settled on me thigh. That, that, was his, that was his first fucking port of call. Let's put his thigh in it, that'll do. Um, <laughs> So I did a routine about how I was called thigh eye at school for five years. I was bullied for being the only kid who could do heads and volleys at the same time. <laughs> and obviously that's all a routine and yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. laughs. But then after the, like, walk, there's two comedy clubs in Liverpool and I was doing both at the weekend. You walk between the two and on that walk, I seen people who were at one of the shows and they were like, all right, lad, hey, hey, do your eye again. Show us your eye. <laughs> Show us your eye. Fuck off. <laughs> Show us your eye. Show us your eye. It's here. Here's a great thing, right? So there's a, there's a comedian called Nigel Ng. You know Nigel? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got this, he's a Malaysian comedian, right? And he's got this big routine about uh, why he thinks British people don't cook rice properly, right? He's got this big, like, thing. And he's done it on TV and whatever. So the other day I was walking through Soho with him and a guy on the other side of the road recognises Nigel and just shouts, rice, at Nigel. <laughs> and, and Nigel obviously knows what he's referring to and sort of waves and goes, hey, thanks very much. But there was about three people around us who didn't know who Nigel was. And all they saw was a man, see an Asian man, and just shout, rice. <laughs> And then the Asian guy go, thanks very much. He <laughs> <laughs> just went, rice. And he went, thanks a lot. Thank you. There's that story about, there's uh yeah, that story of Durham, in Durham, where uh, 
TV at university and they were revising in the kitchen and you know how you have you do you remember what cupcaking was where you would fasten your hand and then you'd put it in someone else's face it was called cupcaking remember what the fuck did you mean remember I'm still doing it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you do that and the whole story goes is that his mate you know fart into his hand and went to throw it, like, put it in the, and he had chat, and oh, so he just Christ. he threw shit into his face. And the funny thing is, is if you were passer by, you'd be see two people revising at a table, one person shit into his hand oh, and throw God. it at his mate across the. Did this table. guy not have any pants on? I was going to say, were they revising naked? How did he shit through his pants into his hand? <laughs> that would oh, be my first question. Why has that fella got no pants on? That's uh, awful. Yeah. Uh, right. On that note, uh, Mr. Tom Lucy, we need to have a question of the week. <laughs> I mean, he didn't prep just for the purposes of the audience. I I found out about question of the week just before we did this. So now we're walking now it's time for question of the week. Okay, so this is where Francis asks a question, like a weird weird Francis question. Yeah, a weird one. But you can ask anyone you want. Asking Adam um, or yeah. both of you. You've asked both of us. Oh no! But then it's got to be really. It's got to be one that's hard enough that you can't guess it. No, well, ask Adam then. I don't mind. I'll just sit back and listen. I quite like it. Um, uh, I love that you're trying to think of a question. Well, I'm trying to think of an interesting question. Hey, it can be anything you want. Have you ever? I love. No, are you, are you actually genuinely going to ask? Have you ever felt sad? <laughs> it's like the question. Have you ever no. wondered what happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever? Well, have you ever shot yourself in public? That's not a question of the week. You have to ask. A, you have to ask a question that is like we have to guess the answer to. You can guess if he's ever shot himself. In public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has Adam ever shot himself in public? Has Adam ever shot no, himself come, in public? I've come and close so on stage. Where? No, I've come close. You shot yourself on stage. On no, I came very close. Really? Yeah, Tw- like twice on sort of the opposite sides of it. So one gig in Newcastle, um, I'm waiting sort of in the wings to go on, and the compere goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for your headline act?" And I went. To the show manager, I went, I need to tell him to wait. That's and he great. goes, Adam Rowe! And the show manager goes, he's having a poo. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> he's gone to the toilet. So we had to like vamp and do another few minutes. I was doing one in London where they, I was waiting with the guy who, was, who booked the gig in the wings. And they were about to announce me. And I, I was like, I'm going to be sick like right now. And I just suddenly felt like I'm going to be sick. So I said to the guy running the gig, I can't go on. I'm, I'm literally about to be sick. And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, I'm going to be sick. Wait, like, was it right like now. a nervous thing? Like, I don't know what it was. It was an important gig, like monkey business? Or... Yeah, <laughs> it was a big one for me, yeah. <laughs> and wait, so what happened? So you were about to be I sick? I ran to the toilet and was sick, and they had, the guy had come back to just stall the audience for a bit. And then I went on with <laughs> sick everywhere. Good <laughs> <laughs> evening. And there's been other times where like, I've been like, I'll, just, I'll, I'll be able to hold this till the end. And I've got on stage and then got like, 25 minutes into a 30 minute set and being like thanks for having us have, you, have you ever gone off stage to the toilet and then come back on no I've seen, Imagine I've seen people tour, tour shows do that well just like oh I need the toilet Kevin Bridges off. once really? one, of, one of the ones I was supporting him he uh he, he needed a piss right, really you, bad you've dropped the name now lad I'm gonna piff that off <laughs> Well, it's Got- relevant to the story. <laughs> so you continue the story, yeah? He I'm just looking- went for a piss. It's not really a story. Cut that out. He just went for a piss. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. Hey, I've got a, I've got a question what? of the week. Was that yeah. not good enough? Well, you guys have to guess it. Then we answer in part two. It means people come back for part two. Oh, sorry. Can okay. they not come back with part two with the shack stuff? Yeah, okay. we can do that as well. <clears throat> Here we go. You ready for this? Yeah. If a polar bear and a grizzly bear mate 
What is their offspring called? Is this a joke? No, it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a joke. <laughs> yeah, the ones. No, if a polar bear and a grizzly bear mate, what is their offspring called? A grizzly bear. Surely they can't mate. Can you they? think it's a what? A grizzly bear. Grizzly bear. Yeah. And I think it's a a grizzlola bear. You think grizzlola bear? Grizzla grizzlo bear. Grizzlo bear. So pizzly bear and a grizzlola bear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty confident about that. <laughs> Right, everyone, uh, we're going to get that in part two. Hey, listen, Adam, you got to stick around because we have to come back for part two, baby. Sound. Sick. Say something cool, Tom. Sick. <laughs> See you in part two. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, but you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.